Over the years, he's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now, he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Hope you're having a great day and a great weekend. Uh, We are going to take up the big developments over the course of the past several days, uh, including, of course, today. And you'll be pleased to know that one of the things we're going to be talking about here today is uh, the the resiliency, the uh, resurgence of the United Nations. It is is awakened to the fact that there is a crisis uh, in Gaza, and that there is a crisis that is, well, it deserves the attention of about 150 to 160 countries around the world. Unfortunately, they decided to focus their interest on Gaza right now as a quote-unquote humanitarian uh, crisis. Uh, They missed the first part of this, uh, the first chapter of this uh, uh, Gaza uh, vote that they've taken. Uh, they missed the part where 1,400 Israelis were killed by uh, Palestinian Hamas uh, terrorists and all but ignored it. And that we're going to talk about today because it's very important. And one of the questions that arises in all of this, after a vote that was taken, I'm going to give that vote total in just a minute. But first I want to say one of the first questions that arises from that vote is why are we still permitting them to take up space uh, on Manhattan, uh, on the east side, valuable real estate, so that they can try to frustrate and block every every policy and every decision taken that would be uh, to benefit either Israel or the United States uh, or any of our allies around the world. The vote that was just taken on a ceasefire in Gaza, 120 to 14. 120 calling for a ceasefire, knowing full well that a ceasefire would block the advance of the Israeli Defense Forces and stop the incursion, which, by the way, Prime Minister Netanyahu made it very clear what the purpose of this incursion is, and that is to annihilate Hamas. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the history as well of Israel uh, and the region, because It is insufferable, frankly, as we look at uh, events that have transpired since uh, the Israelis gave up uh, Gaza in 2005. They've had to live next door to terrorist groups, terrorist organizations, all of them, in one way or another, directly or indirectly sponsored by Iran. Uh, So we're going to be taking that up. And the number here is at 77 WABC. 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Give us a call here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. I'd love to talk with you. So uh, here we go. Let's take up what is going on in the course of the past uh, uh, three weeks now, better than three weeks. uh, We have seen four hostages released by the uh, Hamas terrorists. And according to the Western media, establishment media, you would think that Hamas was on a unilateral humanitarian uh, uh, escapade because the fact is they've given given up four hostages of more than 200 held and taken. 
we don't know the disposition, the health, or uh, the location of the remaining hostages, more than 200 of them. And yet, you look at European uh, news media, uh, the U.S. news media, talking about it as if, my gosh, they these are the most reasonable, most reasonable and humane people on the planet. It's just extraordinary what we're witnessing. And uh, right now, uh, that uh, I want to go back to that vote, 120 to 14. I mean, that's overwhelming, right? But there is not a single country. Now, think about this one. There is not a single country that wants a ceasefire in Gaza that has announced it will also take Palestinian refugees into their country, not even other Arab nations. Perhaps I should say, especially other uh, Arab nations. So give us a call, and that number is uh, right now 77WABC 800-848-9222. The, the possibility that we today are going to be talking about not only uh, Gaza and the Israeli uh, incursion and retaliation, for crimes against uh, humanity, in point of fact, by Hamas. We're also going to be talking about this country and some of the issues that we have. And amongst those issues uh, is our southern border. And never has it been more more vulnerable. And, in fact, we have never known so many terrorists to be coming across that border. The numbers are all in the hundreds every month. Uh, we are looking at 150 nations bringing, you know, Lord knows who. And uh, we're just, uh, it's just amazing to me uh, that we are remaining this vulnerable, this administration knowing full well that we are in now again a war, uh, in point of fact, with radical Islam, because that's what this is. And we can argue any number of ways about uh, who the players are and who the actors are and who the victims are. But the truth is that we are high on that list. And it is very clear that sleeper cells are here. It is also very clear that we are, uh, without question, uh, targets uh, for Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, and every other radical Islamist group uh, in in the country. Uh, 7,000. Palestinian protesters taking over the Brooklyn Bridge a couple of days ago, calling for, ready, the elimination of the Jewish state by any means. Now, these are remarkable groups. Uh, Colleges, you would think that our universities and our colleges now, the dominant voice on them are these pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic groups within the student body of those universities and college. Uh, At least I do. Uh, because it seems that way, because they're getting all of the media. And and then it comes to mind, who is sponsoring all of these pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic groups? And guess whose name has come up? None other than George Soros. Now, this is a very difficult thing for anyone in broadcasting to say the name George Soros, because it has been up until the last year or so, just about a, a, a moment for excommunication, if you even mentioned his name. But right now we know full well that, uh, as has been reported in amongst other uh, organizations, the New York Post, uh, that he's put $15 million. Now, this is just what we know of. 
$15 million into his Open Society Foundations. And they funnel the money then out to all of the left-wing Marxist groups uh, that are assailing all of American culture uh, and society wherever uh, they can make inroads. And they are uh, put together money for the Tidal uh, Foundation, which is uh, supporting directly uh, these Palestinian groups. Uh, one of them, uh, one of the groups, by the way, uh, has the not ironic uh, title, uh, the uh, Voice for Jews. Uh, it is amazing. They were tied up as well with that uh, uh, demonstration in, in Capitol Hill. And uh, it's, it's just remarkable that no one has been reporting on this save a few, few brave national uh, media organizations and amongst them the New York Post, but none of the cable news networks, none of them. Are, are reporting on all of this. The number again on 77 WABC, the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show, 800-848-9222. We're coming right back right after these words. Stay with us. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Well, as you can gather, I'm uh, I'm upset about the United Nations, as I have been for a very long time. But this is so blatant, so obvious, the 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 bias against Israel and the bias for, of all things, the terrorist organization Hamas and uh, its state sponsor, Iran. This is truly disgusting. There is no, in my judgment, no excuse in the world why this would be tolerated. And then I, I look around and I see these students uh, in our universities and uh, college campuses, and I wonder where did they come from? And all of the people, for example, uh, taking over the streets of major Democrat, every one of them, uh, big Democrat-run uh, cities, where thousands upon thousands of people who are anti-Israel and anti-Semitic by definition, in my opinion, uh, are, are just rampaging. Uh, and that would not happen if the authorities, who again are all Democrat governments, agencies, and organizations, if they were not cooperating and permitting it, and in fact encouraging it, 
and not doing anything to maintain order uh, in their in their cities. So we're going to go to the phone. The number is again 800-848-9222 for the Lou Dobbs Sunday show. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn first of all. Robert, welcome. Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, a few points. Uh, just now, uh, Carolyn Glick tweeted out that uh, the Israel, they turned back communications on in Gaza because of U.S. pressure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aviva Kamplas, who used to be the head of speech writing for the Israelis at the U.N., mentioned about a plane from Tel Aviv landing in Dagestan, uh, Russia, that they had a pogrom over there. That's just the latest. And I just want to review some of the basics over here. In Israel, you had over 1,400 people killed, about 230 hostages, about over 5,400 people wounded. Uh, in, in, in the United States, even before last year, you had uh, Jewish people only 2% of the population, and yet accounted for over 50% of the hate crimes. And in the New York Post, October 24th, they reported since October 9th. So that's probably in the area of maybe October 9th to October 23rd. You had the chief of detectives from New York NYPD, Joseph Kay. There were 51 hate crimes. 30 of them were, were directed to anti-Jewish, and that's just what was reported. Yes. Yeah, so it's over 50% anti-Semitism. And I just want to, you mentioned about the, um, the vote that took place in the U.N. They were the only 14 countries that stood against it. And uh, Caroline Glick yeah, mentioned that. You mentioned that, yeah, the Czech defense minister said that they should, the Czech should pull out of the U.N., because they, what kind of a U.N. is that that stands for this kind of horrible and they don't let people self-defend? And the last point I wanted to mention, well, two points is one, is Donald Trump, when he was campaigning in 2016, in February, March, he talked about General Pershing when he fought Muslim terrorists, that General Pershing had the, the bullets dipped in pig blood because they felt that, you know, I guess they wouldn't get their 72 virgins. And anyone thinks that that's a little insensitive. I want to remind them of the horrific way they treated the, the, Jew, the bodies inside Israel. Children, women, the mutilations, the horrible. And it was not just Israelis. You had citizens from all over the world, you know, France and, and, and Thai and American. And, um, and what more can I say? We got a new replacement in the House of Representatives, a new speaker. Hopefully they'll get a new minority leader to replace McConnell in the Senate because he's a joke. Well, he's worse than a joke, as you as you're saying. It, it, he is uh, he, he is just to me disgraceful, and his priorities are his own. They have nothing to do with either any policy, whether it be an America First policy or any conservative policy. He is part of the problem, not part of the solution on Capitol Hill. And I truly believe the new speakers, uh, Mike Johnson, has a very good chance of being part of the solution. And, and thank you for that, uh, that recitation, uh, frankly, because I happen to be one of those who's guilty of just assuming, uh, if you're an American, you're pro-Israel because our history and that of the, the state of Israel, uh, you know, are, are parallel. Uh, and we are, frankly, uh, we have a responsibility to our partner Israel uh, to back them up in every way. And I have not heard a single official overtly say that they would not provide such support. And it is important for us to all note that we have two carrier strike forces, uh, one of whom we know to be in the eastern Mediterranean. That's uh, the uh, Gerald R. Ford, U.S.S. Uh, uh, Ford that is there with the strike force. 
uh, and we believe that the Eisenhower, uh, the aircraft carrier Eisenhower, with its uh, its uh, squadron of uh, guided missile cruisers and destroyers, uh, is transiting the the Suez Canal. Uh, hopefully, they've already gotten through. Uh, it takes about 16 hours to to transit the Suez. Uh, uh, canal, so we hope that it, it's a vulnerable place, and, it, and I, and frankly, I worry greatly about uh, the strategic implications moving it through there. Uh, but thank you for that, and and I, I don't think you and I could, uh, I don't think there's an ounce of daylight between your view and mine, and I wish that we could say the same thing of all of our fellow citizens. The younger, the younger people, our polls are showing that younger Americans. Are tend to be uh, more pro Palestinian than we ever ever imagined, and you and you have to ask yourself what is happening to traditional American values, and when when did we per, start permitting the promotion of terrorist organizations like Hamas? There's no there's no excuse for anyone uh, quibbling about whether they're a terrorist organization. They're defined as such and have been by the U.S. government for decades. And yet we look at the Wall Street Journal, we look at the New York Times, uh, the Washington Post, and many of the networks, nearly all of the networks, are calling them militant groups. Militant groups. Why the refusal? That's the question I would like to have the heads of every news department in this country answer. How can you justify not calling Hamas a terrorist group? Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Al in Yonkers. Uh, good afternoon to you, Lou. Uh, Welcome, just a couple Al. points quickly. Thank you, sir. Just a couple of points quickly. You know, I agree with you so much. The state of Israel has been uh, surrounded by enemies uh, since its uh, existence back in the 1940s. Uh, the situation, uh, Syria has always been a serious problem. Assad now, but even his father, was worse. He would never want any kind of peace with Israel. Uh, and I'd say the exceptions are probably uh, Egypt, because uh, as you remember the Camp David Accords that Anwar Sadat and Menachem Begin uh, Sadat was a, a decent man. Uh, he paid the ultimate sacrifice with, uh, unfortunately, Absolutely. his assassination in 1981. And, of course, Jordan. Uh, Jordan, King Hussein, uh, was more moderate than, uh, say, Syria. But uh, quickly, Israel right now uh, is in a tough uh, spot. Uh, Netanyahu is the longest-serving prime minister. Uh, I understand he's getting pressured from the, the America to... Uh, not go in on a ground invasion. But, however, he's waiting way too long, a few weeks, a month. Uh, I don't believe if it was another prime minister is really like uh, Olmert, who had a problem with Hezbollah in 2006, or Menachem Begin, that they would wait so long. So I think waiting so long could have its, uh, you know, negative effects. Uh, well, I, I think that's a worry that all of us shared uh, over the course of these uh, last few weeks, I, and, and I have to tell you, when when Benjamin Netanyahu said that they were that the Israelis would annihilate uh, Hamas in uh, Gaza, I, I have to say uh, I cheered because this we have asked we as a, a world have asked Israel to live next door to terror and then beyond that to invite them onto the porch, which is what Gaza is, and to give up their settlements in Gaza. 
And the madness of the moment, whatever sees the the community of nations, uh, has to be revoked. It, it just simply cannot be permitted. Uh, this is a uh, this is an initiative of the Iranian terrorist regime, and they should be. I that this administration has made it clear, uh, privately if not public. I'd prefer a public statement that uh, if they if they even begin to think about retaliating directly against Israel, uh, that the United States will take out all of their infrastructure uh, and uh, forthwith. Uh, This cannot be tolerated any longer. And anyone who is supporting, including this administration, by the way, uh, anyone who is supporting or whose actions support the development of a nuclear weapon for Iran will be considered an enemy of the United States and forevermore. Uh, your reaction? I agree fully. I, 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 I can't get over that uh, the Biden administration and the Obama administration gave Iran so much money uh, when they were, uh, you know, on life support. Donald Trump uh, had the country uh, imploding, or meaning Iran, and uh, Joe Biden, in his uh, terrible three years as president, he threw them a lifeline. Yeah, he gave them a, a path to a nuclear weapon and in, turned his back on the Iranian people who, uh, under President Trump, had started exhibiting a, a, an intention uh, for liberalization in uh, the in Iran. And suddenly now, uh, this is a non-democratic Marxist dem in the White House who is turning his back and his administration's back uh, on the people of Iran and focus on uh, focusing on supporting uh, and propping up the Ayatollah and his uh, despotic regime. Uh, Al, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, Mike in Westchester, welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up that I don't hear anyone in the media making the connection of, but then again, our schools don't teach history really, so people have no idea. This hatred, this anti-Semitism, has gone on. They think it's based, a lot of the young, the youth that are out on the streets today, it's based on, um, they want Israel back. They want, they want Palestine back. They want the Israelis out. People think it's because of the land where this has actually been deep rooted, uh, for years and years. Who knows how long? Way, way back. Nobody's ever heard of the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, who was the religious leader for the Palestinians. He was allied with Hitler. If you do a search, type in Grand Mufti Hitler, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem helped Hitler create volunteer Waffen-SS units like the 13th Hanshar uh, SS Division. These were Muslim SS units that were helped set up by the Grand Mufti. And after World War II, he escaped. He went to Egypt. He was their religious leader. This has gone on way, way back to them. So now when people, I brought this up to someone, and they said, no, you're making this up. No, I'm not. It's in. It's documented. <laughs> it's part of history. They, they don't, they refuse. Well, you're right. To, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit their reality. Yeah, it, well, that's one of the problems with modern-day America, isn't it? Uh, everyone has their own reality, or they are not aware of what is real. Uh, we're a country, uh, our society right now, uh, I, I have to say it this way, is without question. Uh, having some sort of uh, mass psychosis break here uh, that uh, we've got to come to terms with. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to examine it. Our leaders won't uh, uh, acknowledge it or admit it. 
but we've got a serious mental health crisis as well. And, and you combine all of this that's going on in our schools uh, following the pandemic and all that has happened to our young people, uh, it's deeply, deeply troubling. And we should spend, I think, months talking about it uh, in Washington, D.C., on the airwaves as well. And I, I want to go to your point about history. We're lucky to get American history taught in this country, let alone world history, and it's a shame. Our schools are... We keep using the expression to the point that it's become a cliche. They're about indoctrination rather than education. But the reality is the the teachers' unions in this country bear an immense responsibility for the failure of our public schools, which were once the great equalizer in our society. And what they have become now is uh, an indoctrination camp that uh, is is absolutely responsible for so much that is, uh, a, 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 without a question, a serious, serious uh, issue in this country. Thanks so much for being with us. Let me go to uh, let me go to Jan in New Jersey. Jan, you're on with Lou Dobbs on Lou Dobbs Hi. Sunday. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Um, I just Great. wanted to bring attention because you were talking about George Soros. Well, um, there's a lot of the, these Paul and Daisy Soros uh, past fellows that are embedded within our government, especially the one that um, that uh, law professor from uh, Cooney Law School. Uh, the Biden administration mm-hmm. uh, just hired him back in June, and he's one of the biggest anti-Semites there are. And like I said, and they're teaching this stuff in the schools. And also, too, there's this uh, Damian Williams he was appointed by uh, Biden, and he was uh, appointed to the U.S. Attorney, Southern District of New York. And uh, he's another fellowship person. And same thing with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. And what I don't get with Vivek, how is it that he's the only conservative, so-called conservative, in this Paul and Daisy Foundation when you look at all the radical stuff that they've been doing, and Obama continues to use these uh, fellows to push, like in his foundation, push all this global stuff. And then this uh, Anna Mankunju, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. She worked under the Obama administration. She worked for uh, the Biden administration. Then she worked for Facebook Public Policy Manager Global Elections then the Facebook Global Policy Manager, Content Regulation, and now she's the OpenAI uh, Vice President right. of Global Affairs. Yeah, it's This is an administration that has credentials uh, that have to be established based on who they put in what place. Seventy of the first hundred jobs that this administration uh, had available, it puts 70 former Obama administration officials in those jobs. All of the major jobs in the Biden White House had uh, next-level jobs in the Obama administration. And each one of those has, ins- not I should not say each one of those, but most of those have had, uh, well, credentials aligning with uh, the Palestinians and the, and the, Muslim, uh, the Muslim world. And it's a very difficult thing to acknowledge, but that's what is happening here, and we have got to overcome it. Jan, thanks so much uh, for being with us. And, of course, the relationship uh, with George Soros. 
uh, persistent and con- con- continuing from the Obama administration uh, to now openly Alex uh, Soros, his son, now running the Open Society Foundations and the entire Soros enterprise of uh, not-for-government, uh, non-government agencies and not-for-profits, uh, non-profits. This is a, this is a really amazing uh, organization that has been that has been put together, uh, funneling money to all of the radical groups in the country, and the results are showing right now uh, on the streets of uh, nearly every major city. We're watching crime rates rise exponentially over the course of the past uh, decade. We have seen also prosecutors again funded, most of them by George Soros's money, funded to do one thing, to keep uh, perpetrators, uh, suspects uh, out of jail and to uh, forthwith uh, remove them from the chain of, uh, of, uh, of, of accountability. Uh, the, the punishment, uh, <laughs> there isn't such a thing as punishment for crime right now for so many crimes in, in nearly all of our major cities. It is a national crisis and no one again no one wants to talk about it in the national media because this interferes with the entire global uh, Marxist uh, agenda uh, and narrative. And that is precisely what has to be disrupted because I think it is the foundation of so much that is utter disinformation. The greatest disinformation source, though, is not is not Russia, it is not Iran, or it's not even uh, the communist, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, it's our own government right now feeding us uh, extraordinary disinformation and disinformation for its own purposes, and its purposes are to keep Joe Biden or his, uh, well, his successor, whoever that might be, uh, in the White House because they can't afford for uh, Republicans to win in 2024. And right now, it looks like Donald Trump is on his way to doing just that. We just saw uh, Mike Pence withdraw from the from the race. Larry Elder before him, Asa Hutchinson before him. Uh, they are winnowing down, and not one of them, not one of the challengers to Donald Trump right now, can put together a double digit uh, double digit number uh, in their polling. Everyone is in single digits, and every one of them understands what that means. They're not popular. They're not liked. Nothing they're saying is new. Uh, my favorite is Vivek Ramaswamy, who sounds like Trump light. Uh, he is, he's, he's talking America first as if it was his idea. It isn't, is it? We're coming right back, folks. Uh, give us a call. We're at uh, 800-848-9222. The Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. Stay with us. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC. Welcome back. You're listening to the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. And we've got a lot of callers on the line, so I'm going to ask for everybody to to be uh, succinct, if you will. Uh, Try to get to everybody. Uh, Jane in Lake Cuomo. Hi, Jane. Thank Welcome. you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I was, you know, I, I, I'm not a, a study of history, but I looked at a lot of things from World War II and the Holocaust, and 
it was always a wonder to me how the people in Germany didn't know that this was going on, and they all feigned ignorance. And certainly when these poor people were put on trains, they never came back to tell their story. But today we have, in real time, we see things that are happening. And it, it's kind of resembling what was going on in Germany during World War II, during the Nazi regime, where they were taking Jews out of their homes when they were uh, truly anti-Semitic. They were throwing bricks through windows and, and shutting down businesses and making the Jews wear gold stars. And I see a resemblance of, of that going on today. And I often wondered why no one would stand up during that time in history. And yet we're having the same thing happen right now in our own country with these mobs that are that are, they show up minutes after something happens. And we all know that it's it's something that's well organized and put together. And it, it's very frightening to me. And uh, I think Oliver North was on. The, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, as I say, Oliver North was on the other night, and he was so articulate and yet so much common sense of things that we should be doing right now, and we haven't done any of them, such as put the military on the southern border and don't allow anyone to come into this country uh, for the time being. That's it. Put yeah, a halt to it. Off. Yeah, Jane, I, you know, I understand, uh, and, and good for, uh, for Ollie North for saying that because, uh, I mean, frankly, we have been saying that for 30 years in this country. We really have. Secure the border. Let's get back. I mean, deciding who will be an American citizen rather than letting them uh, make the decision. We now have 4 million illegal immigrants coming into this country under the Biden administration in the past year. We have 10 million since he went, to, uh, since he got the office of president. Uh, it is outrageous what we're doing. And the things that we should be doing, one of the things we should be doing is our business leaders, our, our religious leaders should be standing up and saying, what are you doing? Why in the world are you permitting this anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Israeli uh, viciousness on the streets uh, of this country? And it's got to stop. But where are the leaders on anything? Why why are our leaders permitting eight years of political persecution of President Trump? It's outrageous. And two impeachments, two special counsel investigations, and all of it astroturf and manufactured. We have a country right now that is bereft of courage and, and frankly, the, the principle uh, and integrity to stand up for anyone. And we've got to stand up now. Because I have to say to you, and I am not a naive person in any way, and I feel like I'm fairly knowledgeable, but I would have never dreamed that we'd see a day where these anti-Semites could take over the Brooklyn Bridge. I never imagined it, never dreamed it, and here it is. Jane, thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Sandra? Oh, good afternoon, Lou. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. You know, I was yeah, I was thinking about the Biden administration, how he basically cowered and he gave into the tantrums of Omar and AOC, and and I think out of fear he kind of caved. And I think that's what's happening in the colleges with the administration. I think I'm hearing that they're actually afraid of the students. So I what? think. 
Yeah, I don't doubt it for a moment, Sandra. Uh, that's and it's a perfect uh, point because to have these demonstrations, they are out of control on many campuses. Uh, the the administrations have to be. Uh, in point of fact, approving of them. They're giving them voice, and they're giving them the opportunity to demonstrate as they want, uh, to interrupt a football game as they did yesterday. Uh, it, it, this is just pure ignorance on the part of the administrations. There is no room for this kind of... There is no room for anti-Semitism uh, of any kind, or bigotry of any kind. And... I am very disappointed that no one in it, in upper education, uh, I understand the left-wing bias and all of that and the alignment uh, with these uh, anti-Israeli-Palestinian uh, actors in, in the streets, but I do not understand giving into it, and that's exactly what our universities and colleges have done. But I shouldn't be surprised in any way about that because they are left-wing, they're Marxist, and they mean this country to change in profound and uh, destructive ways. Sandra, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike in Westchester, welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Mike is gone. How about Jan in New Jersey? Jan? Okay, uh, and to the caller in New York City. Yes, uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, I admire your, your bravado and your, your courage to speak as you do. Uh, it's rare, it's becoming rare in America. Um, basically, I, I'm of the firm belief that you have the Arab-Israeli conflict. Let these two factions do what each one must do. Allow them to do what they want to do, and the winner takes all. This, this per- per- pervasive attitude in this country of, of, of anti-Semitism, this is this is not anything that's 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 been around before it's to such an extent that people are, are terrified to, to to even wear any regalia of their faith in public because of fear of attacks and assault and even possible death. This is this is unacceptable. What we need in this country is a strong stream of nationalism, where we have to become more conscious of what America is, what it stands for, and how it has kept the world from blowing itself to kingdom come over the last, maybe last 50, 100 years. We must rebuild America as soon as possible and get rid of people who are tearing it down, which is the prevailing the prevailing testament at this time. Uh, it, you're, are you saying that you would like to see Hamas and Israel be permitted to continue uh, as uh, they have, or you're talking about within the United States? Well, let them let them do what each side is, is has plans or intent to do. In World War II, nobody told Japan and nobody told America what to do. Nobody told Korea and South Korea and the United States what to do. They just did what they did. In a conflict of this magnitude, involving rockets and bombs and, and weapons of destruction, you let them clear the field. It's like a football game. The, the, the fans in the stands don't jump down on the field and advise the players how to play or what to do, what to, who to tackle, yeah. who to quarterback. Yeah. You have I, to let them do what they do and leave it at that. That's I, you know, I, I personally, I, I don't want to leave it at that, uh, as you say. I understand your, your reasoning and, and uh, your thoughts about this. 
But I really mean that we must support Israel. And uh, if Iran decides what it wants to do, uh, then we will respond. Uh, if uh, Hamas cannot uh, save itself from destruction, then so be it in, in, in Gaza. And if Hezbollah decides to intervene, so be it. Uh, they're, they're assuring, I think, their destruction. And we have to understand Turkey is now talking about getting into the war. Uh, Erdogan uh, is uh, a lot of things, but he's not that big a fool uh, that he would even contemplate as a member of NATO going up against uh, all of Europe and the United States. Uh, this is a time for people to play, uh, to pray, uh, and to hope that uh, people come to their senses quickly. But this is, and I agree with this sentiment uh, that you're expressing, this is not a time for the intervention of the United Nations, which is a uh, morally bankrupt institution that has been defiled by uh, its own membership uh, and their and what they have, uh, this, the path they have chosen. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Greg now uh, in Vernon, New Jersey. Greg, good to have you with us. Yeah, hi, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. I turned the radio on when you were talking about crime and criminals not being even arrested, never mind being punished. Uh, we're really denying these people the, the, the opportunity to change. I had a real bad drug problem in the 70s and 80s, and I did two prison bids, one in the late 80s, one in the early 90s, and I turned my life around. I spent 25 years in the car business. After that, I became a finance manager. I became a member of the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. I, I, I worked a legitimate job that I just retired from. I never stole a penny from anybody, and I had a good life. Uh, but, I, you know, I may not have done that had I not gotten arrested and punished. We're denying these people the, the opportunity to change. Well, congratulations, first of all, and thank you uh, for for saying what you've said, because these facilities are supposed to be uh, both punitive and correctional institutions. And I am, I, you know, I thank God that you uh, took advantage of the, the opportunity to change your life and turn it around and to have a, a good, productive life uh, and to be a great citizen. Uh, I... This is a a, a bankrupt, uh, morally bankrupt uh, institution. The mark the Marxists left in this country, they mean to destroy this country first, and then they will build it up the way they want. And believe me, the way they want does not require the consent of the governed. Uh, we've uh, we've already learned that because it's no longer uh, required by this administration, let alone what uh, what administration may well follow it. Uh, Thank you so much for the call, Greg. We appreciate it. And again, uh, congratulations and God bless you. Let's go to Max in uh, Manhattan. Max, you're on the Lou Dobbs Show. Thanks. Hi. Uh, can I make a statement and then ask a question? How about a short okay, question? I'll make a short one. Question. Okay. There have been uh, the first statement and then a question is that there have been reports through the media, and I believe uh, it was Gordon Chang, but I'm not sure. Good friend of mine. It is it is China that has been uh, upgrading the military technology of Iran. Well, that and, would be and that's that very would be logical. Yes, but it's also very disturbing because I saw uh, this person, Gavin Newsom, just with Chairman Z, uh, speaking about climate change. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, Gavin is not a friend of mine. <laughs> 
So there you have it. No, I, I take your point. And by the way, it's even more troubling than what uh, you're, you're, you're citing uh, from our friend uh, Gordon Chang. Uh, right now, there is a full-on uh, accelerated uh, development program in China to, to bring its nuclear weapons stockpile into parity, into parity with uh, at least at least uh, the foundation of the, uh, the Russian uh, uh, rocket force. And, by the way, that means that they're going to do that over the course of the next few years. And it also means, and this is the great, uh, the great suspicion, that they will be probably uh, the benefactor of Iran and will put, put them, uh, give them a nuclear weapon over, uh, over the next uh, year or two. We hope it, it's, it's that long. Max, thanks so much for uh, giving us a call and uh, wish you all the best. Uh, we're coming right back with more of Lou Dobbs Sunday. Please stay with us. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Welcome back. And uh, I should point out that uh, the growth rate in the third quarter of the economy uh, was was powerful, 4.9% growth rate. Uh, There's so many cross currents right now in the economy that it's astonishing. Uh, with rates uh, at these levels, uh, interest rate hikes by the Fed, 11 of them over the course of the past uh, two years, uh, and mortgage rates above 8% in uh, most parts of the country right now. Yet, uh, we're growing strongly. The consumer is still in the, in the game, 4% growth in consumer spending. So we're, we're looking strong, and yet uh, the markets are not acting, they're not acting well. Uh, they are really uh, in turmoil here. We're looking at uh, a, a possible correction across uh, more than the than the uh, Nasdaq. Uh, so, uh, but overall, we have to remember, economies are made up of many things, and many of those things are positive right now. In uh, a few are more than just a little scary. So there we have my uh, economic report for the day. Uh, Give us a call uh, with anything you want to talk about here as we conclude the show. And I want to go first to Bob and Yonkers. Great to have you on the show, Bob. Lou, thank you for taking the call, though. Um, You bet. This country's in great danger because of the southern border. This total bird is going to get us all killed if, if they don't shut the border down. I'm telling you right now. And in the next six months, you mark my word, there's going to be a terrorist attack in this country. And then what is he going to say then, this moron? Well, he's probably going to say uh, exactly what he said to this point. Nothing. He doesn't, he doesn't react to anything. He doesn't hold a press conference. This person in the White House is, uh, for all practical purposes, a specter. Uh, he doesn't speak. When he does speak, he's inarticulate. When he does speak, he's not uh, talking about anything resembling the reality that you and I and uh, all of the folks uh, listening to us right now uh, share. Uh, he is in a – the man is impaired. Let's be very straightforward here. He's impaired. Uh, he is corrupt. Uh, and he is compromised. And it's that straightforward. And no one needs to pretend uh, anything otherwise. That's the dangerous part of this. Can you imagine going to war with this man as our commander-in-chief? If you're not scared, I don't care whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, what you are. 
If you wouldn't be frightened of that prospect, then you are a person uh, beyond fear. Uh, but, uh, Bob, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Judy in New York City, you're on the Lou Dobbs Show. Thanks. Uh, yes, sir. I wonder if you would address the importance of voting in primary elections that are opened all around the nation, I guess, and especially mm-hmm. in New York, to select candidates for DAs, judges, city council persons, and policy proposals that are on the ballot and important, as well as the policy of if or if not there is availability uh, to write in uh, a write-in candidate. Right. Well, I think to your point, I think it's I think it's very important to to make selections for whatever party you're in, uh, and be a part of that process at the primary uh, primary level. Uh, we're going to see the first primary for the presidency come up in uh, next uh, in January. And uh, that's coming at us very, very quickly. But to your point about uh, various local elections, I truly believe that you and I have the greatest uh, opportunity to uh, to decide the direction of our standard of living, our lifestyle, and uh, that of the community by voting every day and every election day uh, for our local officials whether they're running for city council, uh, the zoning uh, committees, whatever they may be. Uh, be sure you're engaged in the, your community because there is where you can affect the quality of your life and protect uh, your your investments in real estate or whatever uh, and assure that you're getting the services that you require for the money that, uh, uh, that you're paying in taxes. And it keeps everyone straight about what's going on. They're fully a participating citizen. I urge everyone to do that. Judy, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. And yes, primaries are uh, important. Bob in Connecticut, you're on the Lou Dobbs Show. Welcome. Lou, th- these Palestinians are the Black Lives Matter of the Mideast. Here, they burned our cities, killed people. It's the same thing there. And you had all these liberals here. They had these Black Lives Matter signs on their front lawns. And that's what's going on here. All these people supporting these terrorist murderers, killers. It's insane. People don't get it. Yeah. Well, I I think the public is getting it uh, and uh, getting it uh, very quickly. we're going to take one more call. I'm going to go to uh, Bob in Yonkers. Bob, you're on the air. Hi. Good afternoon. Great job. Great Thank job. You. Thank you. you we have less question, than a minute, when all, partner. When did all this started happening? I took a college class in, um, in Iona College 52 years ago about the government. They were talking bad about the government and the Constitution. I said, what the heck am I doing here? I got up and left. How many generations have gone by? How many generations have gone by and people have been indoctrinated against this country? Well, you've you got a great point, and it, it's been uh, in, the, in the works for quite a while. Uh, but one thing is for sure, it has arrived, and now we have to respond as citizens of this great country. Thank you, everybody, for being with us here today on the Lou Dobbs Show. 
Uh, it's just uh, absolutely wonderful to have a conversation with you every Sunday. And uh, I hope you'll uh, join us as well on my podcast, The Great America Show, on every major podcast platform. Uh, that's The Great America Show with Lou Dobbs. And thank you for being with us today on Lou Dobbs Sunday.